pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready. Don't turn around. Hello. Uh, welcome to This Feels Terrible, the podcast. I'm your host, Erin McGathy. Uh, this week on the podcast, I had the wonderful, affable, hilarious Dave Horowitz. You know him from uh, the book Deal Breakers, uh, from, the, from the hit blog. He also is uh, quite the presence on Twitter, Dave underscore Horowitz. Follow him. Tell him that uh, I sent you so I can get some uh, friend points. Also, he is in one of the best sketch shows in the world. It's called A Kiss from Daddy. It's the first Wednesday of every month at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. If you're in Los Angeles the first week of any month, uh, check it out. It's awesome. Also, he's writing for a show, a television show, which you can watch. Television show is like a podcast, except there are images. Um, You guys should check it out. It's going to be, I think it's going to blow up. I think it's going to blow up. Uh, that show is called How to Live with Your Parents for the Rest of Your Life. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, dream a little, live a little, love a lot. Here's the podcast. So I perform at UCB a bunch, and uh, I was doing a lot of one-off shows that were uh, telethons. Uh, my partner, Mookie Blakelock, and I were putting uh, telethons on. We did one to uh, raise laughs for Ebene- Ebenezer Scrooge because he was uh, <laughs> such a sad dude. We did that around Christmas. We did one for Freddy Krueger um, so he'd stop murdering children. Uh, it didn't work. And we did one for Edward and Bella uh, to try to cheer them up because they were such uh, miserable, right. mopey, sad sacks. And uh, I think just due to the nature of the beast, the fact that it was about the show Twilight, the movie Twilight and, and the books, obviously, a lot of young people came. Uh, and by young, I mean, you know, 19, 18 year olds, uh, male and female. But there was, a, I looked in the audience and noticed, uh, after the, the show was great. It was really funny. Um, after the show, I was standing outside and, uh, felt a, a tap on my shoulder and I turned around. It was, uh, about a, say five foot two tall girl. She looked about, 17 and uh she thrust yeah. a bumper sticker like a ucb bumper sticker in my hand and said hi you're really funny tonight here's my number and i was like oh okay <laughs> thank you and i looked and there was just a bumper sticker and she's like oh it's on the back and i turned it over and it was like a smudged greasy like i could barely make out the numbers and she goes i didn't have a pen so i wrote it in red chapstick 
I was like, oh, okay. So uh, when you said, oh, oh, ha, ha, thank you, were you just like, oh, come on, no girl's going to come up to me and give me a bumper sticker with a... Did you think she was making fun of you? Or were you just laughing it off because she was just another girl that wanted to uh, wanted to get on that Horowitz? <laughs> she was just one in a long seat. No, 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 no. She, no, she was... I didn't take it really seriously because she was pretty young. I just thought it was, you know, like a teenage girl who was had, had been dared by her friend because right. she was standing you, with another girl. Oh, I see. But was your actual literal literal reaction to her like haha it was tr- i was trying to be good natured i mean i think I, okay. I think i probably said something like oh oh thanks thank you <laughs> you know just trying to be appreciative and gracious and and right. humble while not uh revealing my true nature which was you know come on kid you can't be you can't be serious can't be on this forward you can't be you trying to ride this train uh <laughs> but um but i took the the thing and as she the the bumper sticker and as she walked away she shouted and like her voice was trailing off. Um, it's a little smudged. So the last four digits are four, three, five, two. And, uh, and I, I called after her like, thanks. I'll remember that. Uh, uh, try trying to be genuine. I'm sure it didn't sound genuine, but, um, but, uh, we went next door to get a beer, me and my friends after the show and, uh, checked on my smartphone. And I'd say within 45 minutes of being at this bar and getting out of this show, I had had a Facebook friend request, a Facebook message, and, uh, no, sorry, a Facebook friend request and two Facebook messages from this girl who had found me, uh, and at the time I had a non-protected page, so you could click on my name and see my entire like my whole profile, everything links to all my websites. But yeah, she found everything. She was, uh, I ran a site called deal breaker for a while that uh, with uh, my partner, Marissa Pinson. So she found that and she was talking about that and how funny it was and how great I was and how I should take a chance on a, on a girl. It just was a very long rambling message. And then it got cut oh, off yeah. and she started and she wrote another one. Like, I'm not some crazy stalker girl. I just want you to meet it. I want you to know that I think you're cool. And it just went on and so on and know on. That's number one sign of a crazy stalker girl. She probably stay. knows now. Yeah. Uh, and then when I didn't respond, she, my email was also on my Facebook page unprotected. So it was, so it was not a private at all. She just found it and started emailing me and I just didn't write back and I didn't know what to do. And, uh, and I wrote back the next day at like 4 PM. Hey, I'm really flattered. Uh, I have a girlfriend. That's all. That's all I wrote. And, good. uh, good. Right. Nice. And so she wrote back, Elegant. she wrote back two minutes later. So does this mean we can't be friends? And you know, you just can hear the theme from Psycho. And I was like, ah, I, and I just didn't respond to that. I just didn't know. I couldn't, I typed a million drafts, but, uh, I continued to host a, a weekly show at UCB. Within a couple of weeks, uh, she would come to the show and during the blackouts, she would yell my name. Oh my God. So she would be in the first or second row and I would just- hear, Dave. Dave, like totally breaking the reality of this show, which was just like, you know, you do a sketch, the lights would go down, you'd move around, actors yeah. would come back on stage, and she was yelling my name during blackouts. Yeah. And, uh, and I, she thought it was, they were shout outs. Yeah. Yeah. She Mr. thought, she thought the lights were going to come back on, and I was going to go, excuse me, could you come on stage? <laughs> Guys, I'm going to propose to this woman. <laughs> I just realized I loved you during that last. All I needed was that extra push of you threatening me. Um, oh, man. Well, bless her heart saying, 
does this mean we can't be friends? Yeah, a little bit heartbreaking, but I just heard from a lot of people that you're not supposed to engage with a stalker and that kind of behavior of that incessant messaging. No, I I don't think you did anything wrong. It's it's manipulative of her to say, can't we be friends? Because no, of course we can't be friends. She's demanding that you become this terrible person. Yeah, well, she came to see a show and Mm -hmm. was, I mean, you know, I don't, it's UCB, it's a small black box theater, but it would be the same if she went and saw... I went to the Pantages and saw Chicago and was like, right. Christy, Christy, Christy Brinkley, <laughs> Christy Brinkley, can we be best friends? <laughs> no, I'm a performer. You paid money to see me. It's a blackout. <laughs> I can say whatever. They're, they're bringing props on stage. Just co- come talk to me. <laughs> uh, but, the, but the way it escalated was uh, one night after a show, I went back to my car and I thought I'd gotten a, a ticket because I saw a big thing under my windshield and I went up to my car and it was a big piece of like, like oak tag, like that you would make a presentation on it and it looked when you were in elementary school. And it said, this is not a parking ticket. And I oh, opened gosh. it up and it was written in like seven different kinds of colored marker or colored pencil, I think. And it was, there were stick figures, versions of me and of Mookie, my partner that I hosted the show with, that she had just seen. Yeah. And it seemed like she oh, had con- gone to the show, left early to make this thing, and then somehow found my car. And I have no... I, she was referencing the show that she had just seen? Mm-hmm. Oy, oy, and oy. I was trying to trace back how she... I was like, did I post a picture of my car on Facebook? Did I post... I, the only conclusion I could have come to is that she just saw me pull in to the, yeah. to the, to the, oh, you man. know, Canyon or Bronson or wherever I was parked, uh, in Hollywood. And it was pretty terrifying because I was like, yeah. well, she knows what kind of car I drive. And, uh, it was a little bit aggressive. There was references to rape. Um, what did she say? She basically was taking a different approach where she'd kind of turn the corner on being like, you're such a smart guy. You're such a funny, sweet, cute guy to like, you suck. Your partner's the one who's the funniest. I love Mookie. Uh, oh my God. I, I only want to, you, you could never, uh, uh, be with me, but I want Mookie now. And how did uh, Mookie react when he saw that card? He was like, oh, a bummer. He's a little bit more practical. Like, I kind of got bent out of shape, and especially because it wasn't aimed towards him. He was just like, well, that's fucking creepy. Don't do it. Like, you know, she sucks. You should right. report it to UCB and then just have her f- picture up on the wall and say, don't let her in. And I was like, well, I don't necessarily think that that's, I don't know if that's the, like, I didn't want to provoke her anymore. Her, like- I didn't want to poke a bee's nest, you know? Right, right, right. Um, so I just was like, I'm going to keep pretending it didn't happen. But the craziest line from that was, uh, yeah, it was like, Mookie, you could never rape me because I'd never say no. <laughs> that was a line that this, that so this girl. Like romantic. Ho- you could never rape me because I'd never say no. Like romantic <laughs> to like a 19 year old who's clearly read all the Twilight books. And, uh, oh, man. I have, I have the emails from her, but basically she implies, uh, when she wrote to me that she's like a little bit about myself. Um, cause she's like, you seem awesome. Here's all these things I know about you. Uh, here's, here's about me. Uh, I love dogs. Uh, I went to school in the East coast for a while, but then I got sick and I had to come back parentheses still recovering from the sickness. Ooh. And I was, and to, and in my, in my head, I, I was, I was, I could not for the life of me figure out if she had an actual, you know, like, Oh, I had a kidney disorder or she was like, I lost my mind and had to drop out of NYU. Right. Uh, but uh, after a while, she started tweeting at the Twitter feed of, of my blog that I ran, Deal Breaker, and uh, traced it to New York. And I was like, oh, she's back in New York. 
And then the last I heard from her was, uh, not you this traced past. it from New York. It was just, it just said the picture was tagged. It, it oh. was like strand bookstore. Like, look what I found. And it was like a screen grab of the book that, that my partner and I wrote. Oh, okay. Uh, and I was like, Oh, she's in New York. Everything's fine. She's never going to come back. And then, uh, not this winter, but the winter before, uh, we did a, we hosted like a holiday, another holiday show. My, uh, friend Mookie and I. And uh, I went up to the ticket window and someone said, Hey, somebody left something for you. And it was, it was a construction paper present. Like it was like a flat piece of paper that was like wrapped in a, like a green piece of paper to look like a ribbon, like a really well-constructed thing. And I, I opened it up and like the show that we hosted, we were both like wearing tuxes and, uh, on the left side of the page was, uh, Stick figures of my friend and I both wearing tuxes. Um, I was on my knees, my hands and knees, uh, sucking my friend's dick. <laughs> and it was just like another horribly, weirdly manipulative, scary. Like it was just so weird. And I was just like, I'm just going to pretend this never happened. And, uh, and this is, this was like over a year ago. So I haven't heard from her since, but, uh, I know her name and I, every now and then I'll, I think she deleted her Facebook and deleted her Twitter. Uh, but I haven't searched for in a while. This is making me want to. So I can give you an update. Please. Um, man, how did that, how does it make you, did that affect how, um, how attractive you feel or like what you, what you feel you're like, did it, did it boost your confidence or did it make you feel bad? Uh, I mean, you know, it's funny to be, and I'm sure you can attest to this, like a comedy performer and a comedy writer, because I kind of feel like I exist in a bubble where, you know, I don't think I ever really feel hideous, but you know, we're, we're going out there putting on mustaches and wigs and hats and talking in funny voices. I mean, that's a generalization, but you know, doing improv and sketch and storytelling and stuff, you're not, you're, I, I know my chief. It's not a sexy pursuit. Yeah. It's like a, yeah. So my chief goal is not to like, score babes when I walk out and do a bad Italian accent and, you know, get punched in the stomach and follow, you know what I mean? Like anytime I do a sketch. turning me on, Dave. Oh man. I have a a boyfriend. (laughs) And then I roll in some cream corn and (laughs) Benny Hill theme plays. Um, no, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's fun to kind of get, it's like a weird bonus sometimes where, where it is an attractive quality to be funny. You sort of forget well, as a man, like the the number one attractive quality to women is power. And when you get in front of a room and you're controlling the room and making everyone laugh, you're the king. And so that's why all those girls wait outside. And then it's also why the guys who wait outside are just guys that want to climb climb you if you're a woman. Climb you? Speaking for myself. Like, I, what like after doing, I'm doing a show, if I'm doing a show with guys and you walk outside at UCB and there's like a, like a group of girls and they're like, Oh my God, you're so funny. You're so great. Like, where do you perform? I think you're so funny. And then the guys that are interested in me are like really small and just like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. It was, uh, it was really good. Sweaty. Yeah. Sweaty, small, want to climb you, Robert Crumb. Um, I don't, I don't want to make anybody feel bad who's ever been attracted to me. I don't mean that. I just mean it's, it's not, um, that, uh, guys are like, oh man, I met this girl. She generally, I met this girl. She made this whole room laugh. You, but you like don't, more you don't evolved, find that? Well, but I think more evolved guys do say that sincerely. And yeah. 
Because I think, I mean, I get the power thing's interesting, but definitely when I see someone, especially when it's like on stage by themselves, I mean, when they, when someone like steals a sketch, that's really cool. Or when somebody like uh, is a standout in an improv show, that's cool. But when someone just walks out and just does something, anything. Yeah. And, uh, and just has total control over a room, but in a way that it's funny. Like, you know, I don't, I guess maybe like a, I've never seen like a motivational speaker be really effective or (laughs) ever, but I'm, but maybe that would have like kind of a similar effect. But when somebody is just, goes out with confidence and is like, I have a joke or like, yeah. I have a monologue or I have a thing. I wrote a sketch and well, then, and they bring a, a room of people joy and they're making everyone happy. And no, no, you're right. I, I don't, um, I have a chip on my shoulder. I, I don't, I don't mean, Oh, I don't disagree. Dude, guys are fucking creeps. <laughs> I just mean like, well, I, I feel like it's up. It's happened to me several times over. Um, and it's nice that it's happened, but like, if if a guy is attracted to me because he thinks I'm funny, like that's that's great. But then there have been times when that's played out, and then eventually, like, because usually they're pursuing comedy or they they want to be funny, and like if they 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 eventually like feel threatened by it, and not because they're like less funny or mm-hmm. um, it's it's just a they they don't feel like the man anymore. It's like it's the funny girl syndrome. They're all Omar Sharifs. Uh, I, who's I, the guy in Funny Girl? Yes, I see. I knew that. I was just pausing because I thought you wanted to explain it. Total, total Sharif. Sin- <laughs> total, total Sharif. I call syndrome. it. Me and my friend call it Sharif syndrome. Yeah, nice. is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, okay. We're. Do friends. you really call it Sharif syndrome? No, I don't know who Omar Sharif is. Okay. <laughs> in Funny Girl, the uh, Funny Girl is with uh, Barbara Streisand, and it's based on the life of um, Fanny Bryce. Who married this uh, this businessman played by Omar Sharif, and he like she becomes this big star. He falls in love with her because she's funny and she's amazing and so talented. But then they can't stay together because he can't handle his wife being like this to this this comedian. Like it's oh okay yeah yeah I get that. I mean I feel like I see that a lot. Uh, not just in the community, but you know when two comedians date each other, it's it's usually it's explosive and great and sometimes it's yeah it explodes you know it's like it's a it's a hard road uh because everybody's got an ego even if you just are so enamored with someone right it's that bothers me about myself i mean i definitely don't have like i think everybody has an ego to an extent so there's like everyone's really happy for everybody but i think there's an undercurrent every now and then of like oh you did you did really well tonight you did yeah. uh, oh, you did uh hey you really you really killed them tonight yeah you're really funny and yeah. then you're and then you're you know the, but that person's thinking about like what they did that the night before like how they were on the same thing and like they didn't do great and right and it's a weird ride home or it's a weird celebration <laughs> and at the when bar you made door. all those people laugh was everyone thinking about how small my dick is <laughs> yeah when you got a standing ovation, <laughs> were they like, that guy's been castrated? Yeah, yeah. She certainly fucks him. <laughs> I mean, well, that's the thing is that it's, you know, it's obviously in the context of a relationship. It's just, it's super ugly, but just the, the competitiveness in general with comedy is sadly unavoidable, but definitely controllable, I think, because right. I learned, I've been out here uh, in LA, I moved here from Boston, but I've been out here over six years. Uh, and when I started, I started with a group of really talented, really amazing friends. Uh, we all came from the same place. We all kind of started from the exact same place and we all have sort of found our footing kind of not at the same time at all. Like, you know, right. maybe 
two people at once and then one person advances past that person and then another. And so at first, I think I just expected to get everything when everybody else was. Yeah. Cause I, cause you know, it's a hard, I mean, to anyone who's listening who's not, uh, deeply entrenched in the comedy slash entertainment industry, it's hard and weird and you gotta make your own stuff and you gotta create and you gotta write all the time or perform all the time yeah. or do both or just audition forever. And something will happen if you're good. If you're not good, maybe it'll never happen. But you know, I know, um, I know it can be super weird when it's, when it's in the context of a relationship or just even in a community. Like, you know, there's in LA, there's the groundlings, there's improv Olympic, there's UCB, there's, uh, you know, right. there's more. And then they all sort of overlap and stuff. But then, but there is sort of grass is always greener of, Oh, you perform there a lot. Oh, that'd be cool to do. And then it's like, well, you perform over there. I like to do that. And it's, you know, it's a weird people sort of have it in their head of, Oh, that place is better. Like this place is better. And yeah, I haven't, I haven't, uh, experienced too too much of that in in like a relationship but it's definitely you know i uh, i i dated someone and we woke up in the morning together and she found out that she was uh okay whoa 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 okay i was leaving on the couch yes in the same bed don't tell my parents (laughs) nothing happened what do you do when you wake up next to a lady oh i uh i i breathe in her mouth (laughs) I go, <laughs> good morning. <laughs> I go, wake up. <laughs> or, or no, actually, I, I'm more, I'm more sweet than that. I go, are you still sleeping? <laughs> uh, but uh, this particular person woke up and saw that they'd been featured in the New York Times for their uh, Twitter feed. And I didn't even really know what that meant at the time, but it was a huge influx of, uh, of Twitter. This was before I even knew that I even liked Twitter, but. That was right. a huge thing, and and that person has gone on to be very successful in a whole bunch of different ways. But no, it was cool. It was. I, mean, I was just saying. Uh, you know, it's um, it's interesting to. I was just trying to draw from like being dating someone who's gotten something before right. someone. But it was like, you know, you want to be happy for that person. I feel like, uh, you know, the ultimate maturity. I feel like I'm growing up very gradually, but I just want to be happy and I don't want you know what like I just it's like it's so simple but you know being in a situation to be like oh I'm actively unhappy right now like that's such a big indication that something's not working and when you meet someone who wants you to be happy and then you want them to be happy and you're like wow and I feel like it's just weird in LA because everyone is very I mean, I feel the same way about myself, like career wise, where everyone's just like, I got a lot of stuff I need to do. I got a lot, I got a, hey, I got a web series that I'm in pre production for, and then I'm in pre pre production for another web series, and I'm editing another one, and I'm w- looking to get featured on Funny or Die. You know, just like with comedians and then with musicians, I've just met so many people who are really career minded, myself included, in a great way, but I think sometimes it comes at the expense of a relationship, because I know a lot of people who are way outside of this field who are just like, yep. Yeah, Settling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a really, really close friend from back home who uh, just started dating a girl in, I think, November. And they're moving in together in September. And he's 29. And he's like, well, it's about time to uh, get married and have some kids. And I'm like, do you really feel that way? Is that what you want? He's like, well, if that's what you do. And it's so funny to me because it kind of sort of is what you do. Yeah. But to me, I, it's it's never been... I've never been like, well, I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to get a modest job I can keep and then I'm going to just settle down and start a family. Like, I, 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 
I know so few people out here that are in that do what we yeah. do and are on that path. Well, the attitude in LA for better or for worse is that the sky's the limit. So like you people marry later, people people are, are always looking to see what um I think I think men especially I think that there's a um there's a biological thing ingrained in men where they um and and it's not bad, but like they need to be more secure in their career before they like build a home and uh, bring home a wife and have children. And like it's like I need to be able to support these children. I need to be secure. Sure, so, like, yeah. That I know. Like in my last relationships, like women, women don't feel that as much. Like women, women want to get married. <laughs> I'm speaking so generally. Um, if you have a problem, go to our website. Uh, <laughs> Just good. tell women Send what they me. want. Ladies, this is what you want. Um, this is a generalization, but I think that, um, women or are more likely to want to marry somebody when they fall in love and men are more likely to get married when the timing is right. Yes. Okay. I can and, see that. Yeah. But that's, that's, that, that's good. That's in us for a reason. Otherwise everyone would uh, be rolling around in the mud married. Or, <laughs> muddy and, muddy or and no blissful. one would ever be married. Uh, and no one would ever have kids. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> like, it, it's strange. Like, I, uh, but it's, it's when you live in LA and everyone's getting married so much later, like, it's, it's cool because you get to have this time when you are single for a long time. But like, the downside of that is like, okay, then what are my 20s? So like, yeah. everyone who I date in my 20s is like, hey, like, we have this agreement, like, we're not going to end up together. So let's just have fun until we hurt each other. <laughs> and we'll see each other all the time because we're meeting each other because we're in the same community. Yeah. Um, l- here we go. <laughs> like, we know how this ride sa- right ends. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about that lately because, like, I haven't been in a a really serious relationship for a couple years. And uh, when I was, it was really serious. Like, I kind of just got into it and put my head down and and didn't didn't barrel through it. But her body, (laughs) yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Do you have like a little sound effect that you could use there? Maybe some like wah wah pedal guitar or like wait (laughs) wah wah. And I don't want like a porn groove. Well, maybe. Yeah, probably like just like a. Well, yeah, you'll throw it in, right? Cool, cool, cool. We got it. We got a porn groove. Uh, no, but maybe I the porn groove is going right now. So okay. talk over the porn groove. Oh, I should probably lower my voice. Yeah. Yeah. Sexy. So. It's uh, mm. weirded myself out. Uh, so you're dating a lady. Yeah. No, uh, I was thinking a lot. How about committed how- were you? Oh, deeply. God damn it. <laughs> gross myself out. It's bad that you get your own sexuality shouldn't gross you out. Hey, you know, we're all disgusting people. <laughs> uh, some more than others. But no, I've been, I've been thinking lately about, um, you know, the time where you are just single, uh, you know, outside of the confines of, of a situation that's, that has any rules like so if you are right. dating someone and you're in a relationship unless you have some agreement that goes outside of the confines of what most people think a relationship is it's you're in a committed relationship and you're monogamous and uh and you know you you can have friends of any gender it doesn't matter but you know were you about to say species any species yeah you hey you can be best <laughs> friends with a dog 
Uh, you can have a meerkat <laughs> roommate. Uh, uh, I wish. Right? Yeah. You should be so lucky. Adorable. I want to live in Meerkat Manor. <laughs> wow. It's a bit of a sidetrack. We can just talk about it, that. You can do it. Okay. I'm going to go to. If I'm you gonna... had to, really quick, no thinking. If you had to marry uh, an animal, what hang animal? On, hang on, wait. I know no thinking, but are we talking about you have sex about with this animal? Yes, you do. You have God sex damn with it. it. I don't... You have to procreate. Fuck. Really? Yeah. Well, you and have it would to. Work? Li- you have to cohabitate and be in love. You have had. You will have sex occasionally. You don't have to be. Uh, you don't have to have a really healthy sex life, but it's someone. It's it's the animal that you would marry. Jeez. Don't think about um, logistics. Penis. Penis to. I don't want to think about fucking <laughs> animal at all. Look, don't worry about logistics. Let's just say it's gonna like work. If you, if you, you want to fuck an animal, it'll you'll find a way around it. If your partner had to be an animal. What if they? Man, a uh, uh, and the animal, uh, the the animal. uh, (laughs) I'm just gonna let. I'm just gonna stop talking because you're gonna keep making more rules, and I like it. No, I just want to let you know the animal loves you. So you can think of a while. It doesn't have to be a domesticated animal. It could be anything. Whatever it is, it's going to be loyal to you and faithful to you. It'll never like rip my throat out because it's no. It'll never hurt you. No. And does it? What can it talk? No. It can't talk. Can't talk. I just know. Will know that it loves me. Yeah, and you will love it. I mean. The, you know, I know you said no thinking, but you're ba- you're describing bestiality. Like this is how people like. No, I, this is how people <laughs> think about. The, that's how people romance. That's how people who are I into mean, that just, think about those look, animals. This feels terrible. Let's explore. You know what feels terrible? Probably if you were to have sex with an animal, what animal would it be? I have mine. What's yours? What's yours? Grizzly bear. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that says so much. <laughs> what do you mean that says so much? There's like a powerful, yes, like that's, strong. Yeah, it says so much. Yeah, beautiful, um, kind of threatening. But when you get, if you know him, I'm just describing my current boyfriend. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I really mean, smart, genius. They're great writers. Uh, okay, fine. Dolphin. Catch fish. Dolphin. Smart. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they they uh, are are majestic. So interesting. So would you move to the ocean for the dolphin? <laughs> or would uh, you have a tank in your apartment? Oh God! You know that really speaks to like when I when I have a tank. You know, like where? How am I going to write in the ocean? You know, right? Well, charcoal, I- char- charcoal and stone. Charcoal and stone. Or, or, there, there's something like wax, wax pens. Um, yeah, no. Well, dolphins I- also go to the surface. Like you can have a. A, f- a float. Could I have beachfront property and just kind of like have a laptop out on a patio and then look you out can. and be like, hey. I discuss that with your dolphin wife. Is she cool with that? Like, with Jasmine? She- <laughs> Jasmine? I'll talk to Jasmine about it. Um, My bear husband is Brutus. Brutus. Yeah. Brutus the grizzly. That's a good. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. Mean, yeah, that- or Walt. Walt. Evan. No. That's like a Jewish grizzly. Yeah, Evan. No, thank you. Evan's f- always hanging out with his grizzly mom. I caught a fish for you, but I got hungry on the way. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. I got nervous. I got nervous and ate the fish. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Can you clean my paws? I, had, I ate some honey. Ugh. I got honey all over my paws. I'm disgusting. <laughs> Ugh. Gross Jewish grizzly bear. <laughs> Can't... F- <laughs> 
something about money, something about saving money, something about how leaves are money. I don't know. <laughs> we'll make a smarter version in posts. Uh, we have traditions. <laughs> so many traditions. rituals, rituals. Oh my god! Nothing wrong with being Jewish or gay or someone who. Fox animals? Is that what this segment's about? <laughs> Guys, just accept everyone. <laughs> no, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with being uh, Jewish or gay. I, I'll I'll take a leap and say that there's something wrong with fucking animals. Sure, it's awful. This feels terrible. Podcast does not endorse bestiality. No, 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 no. Guys, um, I want to say teach their own. I don't know. I guess it depends on how smart the animal is. Ooh, cut to a commercial break. Do something. <laughs> we should cut to a break. Yeah, we'll dig in that hole. <laughs> hey, uh, it's me again. Uh, it's me inside me. <laughs> uh, leave it in. Let's just go with that. This is me inside me. Uh, you know what I mean. Um, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you if you haven't already subscribed uh, or reviewed the podcast on iTunes, um, please do that. That helps us out a whole bunch. Uh, tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't like it, um, I don't know what to do. Uh, you listened really far into this podcast for not liking it. Uh, so I guess you have your demons to uh, wrestle with. Uh, anyway... Also, uh, this is really cool. Um, last week on the podcast, I announced that if you donated $50 or more, I would send you a handmade gift in appreciation. Um, that happened, and it's awesome. I'm so excited about it. And uh, I sent out uh, several paintings this week. Uh, really, really, really appreciate your donations, and I, I just popped those babies in the mail, so uh, you should be getting them soon, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Also, if you if you donate, um, yeah, if you donate fifty dollars or more, and you are able on PayPal to list your two favorite animals, um, I'll I'll paint you a combination animal, uh, which are really awesome. I think. Uh, so if you'd if you'd like to contribute to this podcast so we can uh, keep on keeping on, uh, go to feralaudio.com and click on my show. This feels terrible, and uh, you can donate through PayPal. Also, this just in: if you if you donate ten dollars, I'll make you a little postcard and I'll send you a postcard to thank you. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys. Also, keep sending me emails. I really, I'm, I'm like really moved by all the awesome emails, and I'm having a lot of fun responding to those. And I feel they make me feel really good. I really appreciate them. Uh, you can email me at thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com. Also, for updates on this show, visit my Twitter, which is Aaron McGathy at Twitter. Wait. Is it at Twitter? No, it's at Aaron McGathy. Ugh. This is your grandmother explaining Twitter. I need I need to be followed so I can understand Twitter better. <laughs> Follow me for all of my uh, tech advice. Uh, and now let's get back to this interview with Dave Horowitz. So you were just giving me credit for inventing plaking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone <laughs> out there should know. Nothing to do with relationships. No. If you want a little braggy section, you deserve it because uh, the live version of this show has an intro video. Mm-hmm. We'll post it on the website. You should post it on the website where you are uh, sad about a breakup and you yeah. end up face down in the middle of a Rite Aid or what is it? 
some store. I'm everywhere. Yeah, all of the, in the in the middle of the street, yeah, uh, sidewalk. The, yeah, in the middle of Art Walk. Yes. Yeah, and we filmed that in. We did that video in 2009. Wow. Or two thousand? No, no, 10? it was t- 2010. Yeah, we did that video in 2010. But I had been taking. Uh, f- in, my hands are going up in a uh, quotation marks. I had been doing face down photos for like four or five years before that so predated uh planking so what's no what is known as planking should should be known as face downs yes which we've determined is a better name than planking the biggest bummer and i'll post a bunch of old uh face down pictures that i have i used to do them everywhere and the 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 fun of them is just like how it's it's the saddest anyone can look Mm -hmm. and so like at like the the needle in seattle i'm like in front of it face down and like everywhere just and and people are um i've done it at a ton of uh, museums and stuff before the planking sensation and people would think that i was part of like an exhibit because i was face (laughs) down but the uh the bummer like i don't care about credit because i know that Someone somewhere else had the idea to blog their planking and then it became a sensation. I didn't do that. I'm not the one who invented it. The bummer is that now it's hack. Yeah. So like now if I want to do it, like it's, I can't do it because it's like, oh, you're planking. No, I'm face downing, which I've done forever. It's not (laughs) fair. Although if you have any uh, film pictures instead of digital, the little stamp on the bottom that says the date could really save it because you could post it and then be like look when this was taken <laughs> but what's the reward i would have to i would have to have everyone <laughs> everyone see that i don't need credit for taking a picture of me like face down on the ground you just don't want people to think you're trying to plank well i i miss the delight that i used to see in people's eyes when i would show them those pictures oh well, this is not something you can get back then <sighs> no well you- I, i'm also a um I'm also a uh, visual artist, and <laughs> no, you're I'm a visual sorry, artist. Yeah. <laughs> you're a painter. I paint, I paint, and then I also uh, take pictures and do prints. And so I used to sell these postcards that were uh, photographs of me face down to the ground. I don't anymore because now it's just now it's hack. Now it doesn't matter, but. Go to the website. There'll be a full explanation of all of my. I'll put a timeline of my face. Put your down. face down portfolio online. Do it. Yeah. I would. I will see it. Be, and you know. And you know. If it's any consolation, maybe it's not. Whoever coined planking didn't make any money off of it. I guarantee it. I don't care about money. And I'm saying. And I'm also, an there's no glory either. Right. They didn't. They're not getting any recognition. Well, but and I repeat, I don't need to be. I don't need to be the Kellogg of planking. I don't need to be the Thomas Edison of of planking. I just, I, I just want. I wish it was funny again. You just want to I bring people it, the same joy that you once brought them when they saw you face down. Right. People used to be so excited about it, and not because it was an original thing. It was just like, holy shit, her face is on the ground. Well, you know, think about the first people who did, you know, a uh, viral video, a viral wedding video. Right. They, they have brought tons of people joy, but people who do it now, it's like, all right, well, it's pretty charming. But yeah, yeah. Oh, you choreographed break. a dance. Oh, oh cool. How'd you get the idea for that? You saw the, the exact same thing yeah. six months ago? <laughs> Congratulations on your nuptials. I give it a year. <laughs> the only thing you have in common is you both like the same YouTube vids. It's not going to last. Oh, Next man, caller. Okay. <laughs> Have you heard that song, uh, I Want to Marry You? No. 
I'm going to play it now. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who sings it. I just know that there are... I was just thinking that would be a funny way to propose. Can you propose to people who are just your friends all of a sudden? What? <laughs> <laughs> can you propose marriage to... You can propose, you can uh, propose you can marriage to anyone. You can propose marriage to... But I mean, I guess there would be more of a discussion. I just... Obviously, because it wouldn't be on your mind that I would propose to you. You're not expecting me? a proposal. No, The yeah, royal me. The royal you? No, no, you. Dave me Hollis. specifically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because my joke was, uh, have you heard that song, I Want to Marry You? Because I was just thinking of like a cheesy, like, have you heard this song? Let me play it for you. I want to marry you. And then I look at you and I'm like, Dave, what do you think? Oh, that, and I would be like, wow, this is really sudden. Um, I feel like... I'm definitely going to say no. <laughs> well, I don't know. No? About this Wait. Because I, uh, I'm in a very happy relationship, so this is purely hypothetical. But um, I feel like... And this is a compliment to you and who you are. Well, wait until I hear it. <laughs> you seem like a real punching bag. <laughs> oh, it is a compliment. Uh, you're well, a real walking mat. Um, no, what I mean is I... I think that like you, you strike me as somebody who's, who's spontaneous enough that like if you and I were hanging out and then all of a sudden I was like, Hey, like let's do something crazy. Let's just, let's get married. Let's do it. <laughs> Dan or <laughs> Dave, I just call him Dan. Dave looks like he just ate a, uh, this, you know, in, in minority port where he eats that bad sandwich when he gets his eyes taken out. That's what your face looks like. Well, I've never seen Minority Report, uh, but I will say... You should definitely see it. Well, okay. Should we go see it? Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to 2002 and go and to the wife. Yeah. You know what? For not seeing it, you certainly know what year it came out. Yeah. Well, I like IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a movie, but I know who's in them. I know who I know wrote them. I know who all the co-producers are. I don't watch trailers. <laughs> I don't read screenplays. Uh, no, I think I, I think you're giving me a little bit too much credit for my spontaneity. I have, uh, you know, if someone's like, "Hey, let's go to Malibu," I'm like, "Yeah, f- sure, let's go to Malibu." But uh, you know, marriage is a I real bet, Dave. I bet if you spent a week with me, you would marry me by the end of the week. See, this now this isn't a spontaneous. <laughs> you're just like trying to lobby, like campaign. Like I think you would want to marry me, and now you're gonna like try to convince me. Yeah. All right, what do you got? Look, you and I... Show me some personality traits. Give me a checklist. Tell you some personality traits? Yeah. That you don't already yeah. know? Uh, I know you that well. All right, fine. I'm great. Okay. Uh, you know what? That's enough. I'm a lot Let's of fun. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I just need to hear you were we great. Um... Yeah, I mean that's all you have to hear, right? I was gonna, I was gonna uh, uh, paint this picture of this. I'll do it anyway. Hey, Dave, let's go on a road trip to Yosemite and let's let's put together some some mixed CDs. And I think you're just describing the plot of Elizabeth Town, which I can't get on board with. Uh, that's the plot of Elizabeth Town is that he's going back for a funeral. Yeah, but then he takes a road trip and there's this multi-volume mix that Kirsten Dunst makes. Orlando Bloom, oh, by yeah, the way, the not least. a good, not a good mix. Those two, him and anyone. <sighs> Look, I don't want to please him like, and a cat. Speaking back to bestiality. Oh yeah, he's got a cat friend. No, he'd be. It would be so sexy if he had a cat wife. If he did an actual cat, an actual tabby cat named if Orlando Persa. Bloom was married to a cat. Yes. Because right. he looks kind of like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
And he always, his, his mustache is just a little too wispy. But you, so because of that, you want him to be wed to a cat. I just think it would be nice. What if it was like a jungle cat? Like that was like closer no, to us? No, 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 no. Maybe like a teenage jungle cat. No, I'm talking like a long hair, tabby. No, not a tabby. Long hair, <laughs> gray, gray cat, like piercing eyes. That's his cat wife. This is probably going to sound like it's coming from nowhere. <laughs> but have were you ever like... <laughs> sexually no. attracted to the actors in the play Cats. I'm just going to just, it's a wild stab in the dark. Or did no, something ever happen to you? I'm not Orlando Bloom. I'm a matchmaker. Right, I'm right, the Yenta of bestiality. Right, like, I know who oh, belongs man. together. Like, I... <laughs> I think you just got flagged on iTunes before it was even put up. Uh, I, oh my god, it'd be amazing if, like, there's... Some, I don't know how RSS feeds work, but if there are people who are into bestiality who, like, found this podcast because... You're see a huge spike in your in your downloads. I, uh, a couple months ago, um, Dan and I had his, uh... His now our... Our uh, friends, um... Rob Schraub and his wife, Kate, over, and, like, we're all hanging out, and Rob's like, oh, let's, well, let's watch a movie. And I I suggested Zoo, which is the movie. <laughs> you are taking a crazy <laughs> hole. So you just suggested like, uh, to watch a movie, which is a documentary zoo, about so- people who have sex with animals. <laughs> it's a movie about people having sex with horses, and a guy gets gets killed by a horse's dick. His uh, his. <laughs> Yes. Uh, he bleeds to death. Yes, he, that was a popular video that was going on the internet for a while. A friend of mine tried to get me to watch it. I declined several times. Still okay. haven't seen it. Do they show it in the movie? No, they don't. And it's like it's not a very well done documentary. But I had seen it years before. Like I saw it when it came out, and my memory of it was different. But like the worst, it's embarrassing when you pres- show a movie to. A group of friends and like it doesn't hold up to what you think it is and everyone kind of kind of hates it like that is a bummer on top of that to have that movie be about bestiality yep. and then be like go <laughs> i thought it was much better yeah 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 <laughs> uh, um i had a similar experience but i i would venture to say maybe worse because uh, you know i know rob he's a pretty open-minded guy yeah uh i um I can't even remember how I, uh, maybe I rented it. I don't know, but a couple of years ago when I was still in college and, uh, and, and home on a break and about to leave to go out with some friends, but I was, I was back at home with my folks. I started watching a movie with them and for some reason we had the movie Secretary with uh-huh. James Spader and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Which is about, which um, is about a, uh, a BDSM relationship between uh, right. an employer and his employee. And it was oh. basically James. Certainly we're able to uh, say, say that abbreviation quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, did I say BDSM? I meant IMDb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I watched the entire movie with my two, uh, at the time, probably f- Mid fifties parents and my mom was horrified. Oh gosh! And my, have you seen the movie? Yeah, yeah. I watched that, and so my and I think my dad wanted to see it because it like won a bunch of awards and it's supposed to be good. And right. I think I'd maybe already seen it. No, I had, I had, I hadn't already seen it. So in that it. movie, like Maggie Gyllenhaal, like in the beginning, she's she's taking a box out from under her bed that's like full of little knives and stuff. She uh, blades and yes, she cuts cutting herself. herself. And you guys, you just look at your parents like mm, I'm sure it'll get better. Well, my yeah, I mean, not better. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a. It's but you not probably a, had like smart 
Jewish parents who have sweaters and like well they're smart and they do sometimes wear sweaters but my my thing my dad was a little more game for a movie that was a little out there my mom uh kept you know now that I remember it my dad rented it because my mom every time there was a scene like that or a sex scene my mom would go Paul what kind of movie did you rent <laughs> She just look over at him, and I just tried to stare forward at the screen, like unbroken, like making unbroken eye contact with my TV, so as to not let my parents know, like that I was. I didn't even want them to even see me seeing, uh, you know, James Spader paddling Maggie Gyllenhaal or whatever, whatever happens in that movie. Uh, it's kind of a sweet movie. Like it's actually kind. It's a great story, but yeah, uh, it's a good movie. See it with. Don't ever watch that movie with your parents. Is the moral of this? Yeah, never. Ever watch alone? Uh, watch it alone with your box of knives. <laughs> Dan has this great. Dan Harmon has this great story about his uh, his mom and like watching movies and like his parents let him watch whatever he wanted, but um, they would watch it with him. And whenever boobs would be on the screen, his mom would reach over and put her, her hands on his eyes. Oh, weird. So <laughs> like a fucked up thing you're watching this thing you know what's coming it never happens out of nowhere there, there's never like a school scene where people are learning math and all of a sudden there are breasts yeah, like yeah. there's a build up so he's sitting there as a little boy he's responding naturally and then you get your mother's hand oh, on your face God. it was the worst that's so probably counter like that that did not do any good like I'm just protecting you anyway no, well, he makes me put my hands on his face yep every time we we get we get kissing. Every time you go to the video store. <laughs> every, every time you drive 15 miles for the only open blockbuster. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast. Um, thanks You're for- a real hero. Thank you. Yeah. Is that something you say to all your guests? No. That's the first time I've said it. Um, but yeah, thanks. I'd love to come back uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to come back immediately. I'll see you. come back over. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. That was uh, my interview with Dave Horowitz. Uh, follow him uh, at Dave underscore Horowitz. Follow me at Aaron McGathy. Uh, believe in yourself. Email me at thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com. And also uh, donate and I'll send you some presents. Uh, will, will you take the stance? wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe's for pros.com where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. 
Lowe's is open and pro-ready.